What's up, everybody? This is Rohan Johnson, a.k.a. Roll the Trainer. You're tuned into the Lionheart Basketball Show, and this is The Journey. Me, my mama told me to speak like you got a college degree. You see, I can, but I won't, because I'm saying what I want. Plus, the slang that I speak don't change that I'm deep. Welcome to another episode of What Are You Struggling With? Where players or coaches DM me about what they're struggling with either during the end season or what they're struggling with right now during the offseason. First question I got was shot selection. I think shot selection definitely depends on the type of player you are. If you're a shooter, most of your shots are going to come from the outside. But if you're a post player, obviously your shots are going to come from the inside. Makes sense. Just common sense. Doesn't mean you shouldn't put the work in to expand your game to add more flavor, I guess, to your game. This doesn't mean it should take 50 dribble moves for you to make a shot. Maybe three dribbles max to either get to the rim or separate for space for a jumper. But I'm a numbers guy, so here are some analytics for the 10 most frequent shots in NCAA as of last season. This was presented by the assistant men's basketball coach at Queens University. Here are the points per possession. Some of these may shock you, but the numbers don't lie. So the first one, pick and roll shooter. So when you come off the pick and roll and you're the shooter, that's 0.82 points per possession. Post up, 0.82 points per possession. Isolation, 0.84. Handoff, which is my least favorite, 0.85 points per possession. So the first four I just listed, you're not even getting a point per possession. So this should, as I'm saying this, you should think about what you're working on and what you're doing as a team because these numbers don't lie. (laughs) So now you get into at least a point per possession with a spot up. So that's just a catch and shoot, maybe off a drift, lift, or a shift, or maybe in transition. Off screen, so that's an off ball screen where you're coming off the, a screen without the ball. Still a point per possession. Offensive rebound putback. So when your coach is yelling at you all the time to try to get offensive rebounds, this is 1.1 points per possession. So that is fourth on the list for most points per possession. Transition, 1.1 also, so tied for third, really. Off-cut, 1.15, so 1.2, let's round up. Points per possession, and pick-and-roll passer, 1.2 points per possession. So pick-and-roll passer is the most efficient, whether it's to the roll man or to the shooter in the corner. That gives you the most points per possession. So not the isolation between the legs, has all that stuff. That doesn't even give you a point per possession. That is third for a least efficient shot. Next question I had was, how do you get recruited for circuit teams? This is simple, this is very simple. Put the work in, then show the work you put in. So many people wanna play for teams they may not be ready for. I got the opportunity to work with Northwestern freshman guard, Anthony Gaines, who's also a Kingston native and also played for City Rocks on the EYBL circuit. It blew my mind how hard and focused he was on every rep. Granted it was One of my worst workouts I put together, it was kind of he was in town and I was in town at the time. So we just hit each other up and I just put a workout together. And so we just did some drifts, lifts, some shifts, transition, catch and shoot and one dribble stuff. And it blew my mind how focused and how hard he was going on every rep. Even after I talked to my photographer, shout out to my photographer, man. Shout out to Alejandro, Alejandro Picks. Go follow him on Instagram. But it blew my mind like how hard he was going at every rep if I could get every kid in the gym to work like that they would probably have a d1 look just kidding but that workout made me a better trainer I think I think I started 
holding kids up to their highest their highest potential. I didn't let them like dis discredit theirself. Even if they weren't D1 talent, I made them work like they were a Division 1 player. So, to answer your question, if you put the work in and you show that work, those circuit teams will come and find you. Next question, should you dip the ball? Good question. This is one of the questions I'm kind of on the fence about. I say yes and no. I teach no dip, but sometimes it is necessary to dip for you to get your rhythm, which is very important for your shot. It's important to have rhythm and flow. If you do dip, I would say dip to your waist. Don't dip below your waist. That's going to take too much time. Dip to your waist and then fire that thing back up. You should take about two seconds or less to get your shot off. The next question was, how do you get your bounce up? I am not a strength and conditioning coach or a performance coach. I'm learning about performance training actually right now. I'm doing a lot of research, but I did research some stuff on, I guess, getting your bounce up. <laughs> Lifting does help. It makes your muscles stronger, obviously, and it gives you the strength to jump. But there's also it's also important to incorporate plyos into your workouts. So plyometrics are like jumping and movements that involve like jumping and stuff like that. That doesn't always involve weights or maybe free weights. It's important to have strong muscles, but it's also important to have fast twitch muscles. You want to be able to have your muscles contract and expand as fast as they can. Something very interesting to me that I found actually was that I didn't know like at all that I actually started doing on my own was when you jump, you have fast twitch muscles in your toes. So when you jump, when you practice jumping, jump to your toes. So like when you finish and you jump, you sh your toes should be pointing to the ground. Like you, the last things that should roll off the ground, it should be heel and then the last thing should be toe. Thank you guys for your questions. I hope I gave you guys a good enough answer. Tune in next time on another segment of what are you struggling with. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at RollTheTrainer. Visit lhbasketball.com to purchase a Lineheart Basketball wristband. DM, text, or email any question you'd like to hear answered here on a Lineheart Basketball show. Thank you. Me, my mama told me to speak like you got a college degree. You see, I can, but I won't. Because I'm saying what I want. Plus the slang that I speak don't change that I'm deep.